Feeling like a Tuesday night up in this. He don't even wear his can't go no more, does he? Nah. He's straight ball here with it, man. Ball. Remember all that time he ain't never wear it? He, he always had something on his head. <laughs> he good with it now, man. That little they pointy top Jones. he got at the top. My head is like a that apex. Man. The apex he got. I'm Ken Marigold, and I'm joined by the McClinton Bros. He's Kevin McClinton. What's going on, man? You all right, man? You sound a little raspy I'm over there today, back. man. I'm coming you back strong. Right? You Tuesday, sure? Tuesday's okay. the day I for healing. make sure, man. I got to check on you, man. You, you know? You make the thing it. go. Okay. You I do appreciate I do. it. Every, this, every uh, organization needs a big brother. Absolutely, <laughs> man. That's me. I'll take on that challenge. I'll take on that, that task. Darren McClinton, how you doing? I'm good, man. I got... I have... A lot to get off my chest this week, man. Well, we got to, that's what Tuesday nights are for. And you know, let's not waste any time on the hot box. Darren, I mean, let me, you know, and I, I, I'm going to vamp a little bit for it. I'm going to have you vamp a little bit. We're going to get right yes. to knock it off. I know you got I'm not just a thing to get off your chest, you got some things to get off your chest. I do, man. Come on. Well, look, hold on. Can I go first, man, since you got, I don't know how many to get off your chest, man? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, well, lead us off. I got a lot for y'all, man. man. All right. My knock it off is, is you know, there comes a time when, when common sense should have, it, it should count for something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, some people do stuff and they, and, and, you know, you, you know, you laugh about it, you joke about it or whatever. And, you know, people, that's it. But, Sometimes you just got to know things you just can't do. Of course. The Green Bay ah. Packers' Trevor Davis. Ooh, I know this one. Sorry, you know buddy. this one, don't you, Ken? Trevor Davis, all right? What Trey have to do, man? He was uh, at, L- at, at, at LAX, okay? Yeah. At Los Angeles International Airport, for anybody who doesn't know what LAX is. All right. He is checking in to the Hawaiian Airlines ticket counter and was asked the usual questions about whether he was carrying any aerosol cans, knives, weapons, or explosives. You know what this fool does? He turns to his female companion and asks if she remembered to pack the explosives. Man, stop it, man. So he's joking after they had just asked the necessary questions right. about what he was bringing. That's protocol. They protocol. Have to, yeah. You have to do it, especially this day and age. You have to do that. Right. He turns to his companion and laughs about it and says, did you pack the explosive? They arrested him on the spot. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. On the spot. They took that dude down and they arrested him and booked him immediately. That's terrible. How do you do that nowadays, man? You can't you can't joke what, around what, like you that. Can't you joke can't around. Not, that's that. you can't joke around. You can't joke around that, man. He is not a dummy. He, that's what I'm saying. Well, he, no, he, he is thought, a dummy. He thought, I guess what I'm trying to say is he was trying to be He's be more funny. intelligent than that. Yeah, he's more intelligent than that. Like he knows um but he got caught But you like, can't be, Ken. I know. No, no. You're absolutely 100% right. Kevin, but I'm I'm just saying There's way too much going on right now you, for you to even I know think about Especially, playing look, like the this. Dude, it's a critical the dude, error. The dude, yes. is, the dude was a fifth round draft pick from Cal in 2016. Wait, a fifth round? Fifth round. In what sport? He was f- football. Oh, was he played some Packers. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Fifth sorry, round sorry. draft pick. Last season he served as a Packers primary kick returner and punt returner. Yeah, yeah. 
I he ranked you, I, third in the NFL in punt return average. Okay, I'm cutting him. No, hey, come on. No, I, no, absolutely not. I, you got to go, man. You got to go, man. You have to go. Like there are certain things, man, that you just need to be. Seriously, man, you just got to be smart, man. <coughs> That's just you. You're a dummy. You're just a dummy. Uh, but look, he's a you deep... got to go, man. I can find me another kick returner. I can find yes, somebody can. to kick the ball. I can find somebody to run the ball back. But I, I got this fool sitting up there. He's representing the Packers. And he turns to a female companion and asks, you, did okay. you forget the fact is, is the juice worth the squeeze? He's not a quarterback. Of course not. If you're not a quarterback, it's not worth it. I'm not for what? You're a fifth-round pick. You're a punt yeah. returner. For a second, and yeah, I apologize for that. You got to go, man. You got to go. There's somebody over there in Because if you do that, you will do somebody over there in Langley Park, miscellaneous little field. We can find somebody. That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. You don't need to do nothing. else. just catch a ball and run, man. That's all we need. He gets paid nothing. As a fifth round pick, his his if he can do the job, they they better find someone who can do it better for that money because oh, yeah, that's terrible. That, that, in the NFL. I don't, what's his I, name listen, again? I will, I will give up Trevor. Trevor. Was, yeah, Trevor Davis. Trevor, what's his name? What's this boy's name? Knock it off, Trevor. Fool, that's his name. Trevor Davis. Fool, yeah. aka fool, dummy. Hell no. Yeah, <laughs> I had to get that off my chest, man. Just, I I I can't stand ignorance. Go ahead, dude. Right, what look, you got, man? man? Listen, man, L. Odom, I love him. L. Odom was a hell of a basketball player, versatile dude. We all know awesome of his... Awesome college player. Yeah. Amazing college player, really. Rhode Island. <sighs> we all know of his struggles, all right? We all know what he went through and... Uh, went Kardashianitis. Through a, did, he, did he go through a brothel? <laughs> yes. We all trying, know what he went good through. Too. Yes, he was he trying was. to do something, Yes, he was. Spend the whole weekend there. Weekend. <laughs> Why yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, it's a whole nother story. But Lamar Odom says that pot helped him get over his crack addiction. Right? The 38-year-old. It's a miracle drug. <laughs> it's a miracle drug. Pot helped him. Okay, he's it starting a business anything. for marijuana-based products called Rich Soil Organics. Okay. It opens later this year in California, right? So he says in a statement, while going through rehab, I discovered certain strains of Mary Jane that support wellness. So I decided to team up with Camp Green. It's a company that supplies organically grown, pesticide-free cannabis. Everybody jump on my bandwagon. It will help you. With your overall wellness, and it will help you hell no. <laughs> cure and, and, your And that hell no is not about disagreeing with his message. <clears throat> what the hell no to hey, me? Come on, Ken. You cannot make any sense out of this. He's just no, here's trying the sense. to make money. Of course, of course. That's the sense. The and Black Widows, man. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I've, I've, said it, I've said it before. It's the Kardashian curse. Oh, God. Well, that's a whole different story. The Black Widows. But he's going to make money doing this. He is going to make money. Note to the billion-dollar industry that is pot in this country right now oh, and the man. companies that are making I'm money hand over fist women, boy. I'm all over the place. Uh, guess, who, guess who your most natural, built-in, easily accessible, like easy-to-sign spokesmen are? NBA players. I'm gonna, you're going to yeah. see a rash of this. Because in the states where it's legal and where they play, yes. you're going to see NBA players all over. Some football players are starting to do it, depending on and the former football players for that. Didn't matter. he the fall Ricky out Williams. somewhere like a month ago? Didn't he have some situation where he fell out? Yeah. Oh God, he's had like ten of those situations. No, I, know. I mean, but yeah, he just, him, I, un- I understand you 
you know, trying to make a buck. No, man, I, I understand, understand it that, because, like Ken, like you said, it's 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 a it's a growing epidemic. But you cannot. It's a profitable industry. It is. It is. You cannot epidemic. start your campaign with. Come on, y'all! It helped me. It, yeah, that PR director should probably be fired. It helped me <clears throat> with my crack addiction. It's genius, though. If you knock it off, that's a marketing dude. Hey, He's a marketing dude. Yeah, if you if you put Lamar so you Odom in charge of that, in charge of PR, exactly. Your marketing, your PR. Moving right along. Yes, moving right along to another phenom. Now we're going into the baseball diamond. All right, Mark McGuire. He was one of my favorite baseball players to Bash watch, brother. too. Original? Yes. He insists that he did not need <coughs> PEDs of course not. to hit those 70 home runs in 1998. He did not need performance-enhancing drugs to set the... It's since been broken by Barry Bonds, but set the, at that time, home run record, right? He says... Deep down inside, I know me as a hitter, and I know what I did in that box, and I know how strong my mind is, and I know what kind of hitter I became, right? Victor Conti, he's the founder and president of the Balco, of the, the Bay Area Laboratory Cooperative. He disagrees with McGuire saying he's delusional, and there's no chance he could have set that record and hit 70 home runs without... PEDs. He said he couldn't even hit 50 without him. Wow. McGuire, you, you, you're, you're, uh, wow. he's a bench That's coach great. right now for the Padres, and he is going out and saying that I didn't need any of that. I still would have hit 70. Wow. What you think? No. Man, knock it off, no. man. No. No. 70. Sammy Sosa hit 67, and Barry Bonds hit 73. And you gonna sit up there and say that PEDs had nothing that you could you didn't Unbelievable, need Unbelievable, man. That's, nah, 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 exactly. Nah. Hindsight's always 2020, ain't it? Mm, always. It's always 2020. Uh, here's my last one, man. This one had nothing to do with sports, but I had to bring this up, man. Kanisha Posey. She's a 26-year-old from Florida. All right, she was one of the passengers in a car that got stopped. The police officer approached the car and smelled an odor of marijuana coming from inside, right? They always say odor like it's a bad, like it's a bad, I mean, come on, odor? A like scent. A scent. How a about a scent? scent? There we scent. go. <laughs> he smelled Negative weed. Kind of, yeah, okay. Smell weed. Strong. <clears throat> Once he searched the car, he found cocaine and marijuana in separate bags inside her purse. That's a problem. The purse was in her lap. Once he questioned the young lady, she admitted that the marijuana was hers. But the cocaine, that's a whole different story. Here, here's her quote. I don't know anything about any cocaine. It's a windy day. It must have flown through the window and into my purse. Come on, man. I have she, no, no way, idea where no this way came she said from. That. There's no way she said it's that. It's a windy day. Blame it on the wind. It that's must all, have that flown amazing. in my window. I can't make this See, up. See, that's why we don't get. That's why they don't take it. They don't take us seriously, man. That's so, exactly why they don't take us seriously. She was immediately booked in the, into the county jail on one count, one felony count of cocaine possession and a misdemeanor count of marijuana possession. 
I'm confident that if she were to be tested for cocaine, it would come up negative because it wasn't. But how do you go to court? How do you go to court with that defense? Unbelievable. Do you? I mean, like, if yes, you, if this you, was like, my if go, weed, if you, but I, this coke. You got to pass the test. If you go to the, like, if you are talking to your lawyer, you know what I mean? Like, how do you talk to your lawyer and you come hey, man, up with that defense and you that? say that's what you, how do you do that? That's when your lawyer was like, okay, you're guilty, so I did the best deal I can. Oh, my God. And Kanisha in return for Posey, the money, man. Oh, my God. Knock yeah, it off. Yeah. Whoever she is, good gracious. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I got a little bit of cross-crossification cross, cross, cross there in the lines. So I, I'll, I'll tease kind of what, we're gonna, what, we were, what I was suggesting that we talk about next week, which is the, this, uh, the decisions by the college players to come out, mm-hmm. where they're right, where they're wrong. Um, and I was thinking about uh, guys who shouldn't, guys who shouldn't. We can kind of cover how many international guys are going to get drafted versus how many, you know, of these college players that, that are going to get drafted. Right. Um, the seriousness of the NBA uh, in, in their developmental leagues, um, plural, and if that's true, the expansion of the draft, um, because, because pound for pound, the best athletes in this country are playing basketball. Um, there's plenty of money to go around for them to have competitive basketball leagues with more than just two rounds of uh, amateurs being drafted into mm-hmm. the pros. So um, I'll save I'll save that 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 knock it off to the NBA. Like, how serious are you really going to be about this? Right. Um, because I think they need to be a lot more serious about it. I think they they can afford to be. Um, but I thought for tonight, why don't we uh, go ahead and advance to kind of really you know uh, the heart of the show, which. Yep. Uh, Let's see if we can't bring. See all, if we can get our guy guests. on the phone. Who we got, Kev? Well, when he answers the phone, I'm gonna go ahead. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and, and introduce him. This guy is very special to me. Oh no! Oh, he must be sleep. Who we got coming in? We had Coach Han who was coming in. That's Coach Billy Han, <laughs> a first. Oh my God! That's, that's great, the first though. That's time great. That ever that's great. We, I, we can call him back. He wasn't expecting the number yeah, from, I, yeah, maybe from the wrong not. phone. He's like, "Who's this guy calling me from?" Because my my phone comes up as like a company. I get it, Coach. Don't worry. I'm not taking this personally. I'm not taking this personally whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> We're all about the, uh, the the late nights for, Coach the, for these coaches. Maryland and, and West Virginia's yeah, finest. Is. Yeah, it is. See if we can try them again. I'm trying to think. I mean, we're not as a Gary Williams fan. You know, as a Maryland program fan, um, if you were if you were a Maryland fan, you didn't think about the Maryland program without thinking about guys like Billy Hahn. You, you were trained as a college basketball fan to appreciate the assistant coaches. And Absolutely. Gary Williams' bench was awesome, and everyone had, like, a, a job that they did amazing to make the program what it was. Yeah. Um, and they competed, like, the co- it was like the coaching staff competed with other coaching staffs in the ACC. Um, and where they, where they were deficient, in, maybe in some of the guys that they went after, they made up for it by getting the right guys in those other spots, by getting um, 
you know, by, by, by putting the guy like Billy Hahn in the yeah. kitchen. With those, with the, in the kitchen. <clears throat> with those assistants, man, it, without those great assistants, it, there was no Gary Williams. There was no uh, Marilyn, the prominence that, he, that, that they, uh, that they showed. You get you got a hold up, Cam? Yeah, we got him. All right, we're gonna call now, Coach. All right. All right, here we go. Here we go. Dun, 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 dun. Come on, Coach. He had to make his way to the phone. I huh? think so. Is maybe it's on vibrate. <laughs> Dude, did you write it down? You just has been forwarded to an automatic yeah. voice. You just talked to him, didn't you? I just called him. That's awesome. That's right, make sure I'm calling the right. That's the number I'm. Calling. Oh no, it's two. <laughs> this is why we need. That's why we need to start putting this on on camera. This is gonna be because that's the great. Oh, dude, that's what I do. I'm, I'm dyslexic. I'm, I'm totally I'm dyslexic. I'm, I'm crazy. I'm dyslexic. dyslexic. So am I'm I, dyslexic. I tested off the charts. That is totally my fault. <clears throat> that's awesome. That is dis- that is the dyslexic that portion is what of this we show. Do. That is a dyslexic portion of this show. That's awesome. We missed. We, oh we my god! The wrong. We, hey, so I was just about to jump on them too. Been. Oh, somebody would have picked it up. That's I know. Oh, that would have been real bad. Oh, there he is. Oh. <laughs> hey, welcome, Coach Han. Appreciate having you on the Hot Box. I'm Ken Marangolo. These guys need no introduction. You know them well. They're the McClinton brothers, Kevin and Darren. How you doing, Coach? Boy, I tell you what now. You got two of the best in Montgomery County with me right there, dog. <laughs> Coach, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm living a dream, brother. Great day to be alive. Count your blessings, boy. Yes, it is. Yes, it I is. I know it. I know it. For all, for everybody hey, out there. Hey, there. I got to catch up with you. I know what your damn fat brother's doing. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm a player developmental coach, man, here at the, the Bullet School. And I'm also, uh, yeah. I got the same role with uh, Nike Team Takeover, AAU organization. Good for you, man. Good for you. You got, you got family? Uh, yeah, I got, a, I got a wife and daughter. I got an 11-year-old daughter. She attends Bullets as well. She's in the sixth grade. Unbelievable, man. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on, Coach. Let me let me introduce you, man, real quick for everybody. Yeah, who... well, it won't take you long, dog. No, it's gonna it's gonna take me a minute, man. For for everybody who who right, done, this is uh this dude is very very special to me. He um coached me when I was uh when I was at the University of Maryland, one of the best assistant coaches, and just a real guy as far as just his preparation, just his intensity. Um, you know, probably Gary Williams' lieutenant, so to speak, in regards to everything he did for Maryland program, not only playing, but also coaching. And, uh, I mean, Coach, I don't really know too much more to say about you as far as, you know, just what you've meant to my life and what you meant to me. So I just want to appreciate you. That's Coach Billy Hahn, uh, formerly of the United- University of Maryland, uh, formerly of West Virginia University. Uh, it's good to have you on the show, Coach. Juice, you have no idea 
what kind of pleasure it is to be with you and Darren because over the years, 40 years I coached college basketball, I'm in a lot of places and I had a lot of dudes. The McClinton brothers are, are real people. You know what? You always had a... When you saw Darren, you saw you saw Kevin. I called Kevin Juice. You saw those guys every time you walked in and you saw either one of them had a big smile on her face, man. <laughs> <laughs> you love this one. You love this one, Juice. So yeah, I worked for I worked for Coach Gary Williams for twelve years. Yep. And I, and I, I, this this is what happened twelve years. He goes to the Hall of Fame. I'm in the Hall of Shame. <laughs> <laughs> Why you say that? I don't know. I just messed around, dog. <laughs> 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 that's why I tell everybody. That's why I tell everybody. Yeah, he made the Hall of Fame. I'm in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, coach. Speaking of the Hall, my my former coach and your former coach, Lefty, finally got in. Man, what you think about that? I'm I'm ecstatic about it, man. I am so happy. Yes. It's been way too long. It has. The man, the man, uh, the man did a lot for college basketball during his his coaching career. Yes, he did. And he 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 won everywhere he he won everywhere he went. He's the only guy that coached, I think, four Division One teams. And uh, what's the name? What's the NCAA tournament? Four different uh, four teams. Four different teams. Yeah. There's not another. There's not another man can say that. So he's long overdue. I tell you what, left-hander. I still, I still stay in touch with the guy. I mean, I don't do it on a weekly basis or nothing. But you know, left-hander was always good at writing little notes to people. Uh huh. He always, you always get a damn little note in the mail. <laughs> I got, a, I got, a, I got a little note in the mail from from Coach Brazil since 1975. Mm. I graduated in 1975. I still, I still receive little handwritten notes from Coach. About once a month, I get my name, I get my mail, and there's a damn note from Coach Rizzo. I said, "This guy's amazing." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a good dude, man. Yeah, we had we had Coach on the show um, not too long ago. Um, we yeah. yeah. So he's 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 been on the hot box as well, and I, I saw. I saw a post of of all the guys that got um, inducted, and everybody yeah. was standing, and Coach was sitting. <laughs> and then on the one he was standing, he did have his walking stick with him, man. So, you know, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he, he's still he's still trucking, man. He is. I, I'll be up there. I'll be up there in Springfield. I'm gonna be there. I know that. Yeah, absolutely, Coach. Let me let me ask you this, Coach. You uh, you've been you've been around basketball for a long time. You've played it. You've coached it at a extremely yeah. high level and you've had the opportunity to work with some really good coaches some great coaches as a matter of fact and we just talked about Gary Williams and um you know after you left Maryland you went to LaSalle and then you went on and you coached for another great coach with another great coach and Bob Huggins what do you think as yeah. far what do, what would you how would you uh what do you think the difference is between those two obviously they had two different styles but what do you think the difference was with them and then is there any Kind of um, similarities with their with their coaching style. Well, I, I, I could I could tell you this. 
being with both guys, I was coach Coach Williams for 12 years, and I had 10 years with Coach Bob Huggins in West Virginia. Yes. And I can, I'll tell you this about both guys. Both guys brought it every day to practice. Every day they came to practice, and they they brought it like it was the, it was the national championship practice. Yes. Every day. And that's that's why. See, this is crazy, Jews, but I gotta tell you something. I don't know how many guys can say this. I played for a Hall of Fame coach in Lefty Drizel, who's going to the Hall of Fame. I coached 12 years for the guy that went in the Hall of Fame named Gary Williams. Yes. And Bob Huggins, for 10 years, it's just a matter of time until he's in the Hall of Fame. Wow. So I played and coached for two. I played for a Hall of Famer and coached for two Hall of Famers. I don't think there's a guy out there besides me that can say that, man. That's a, that, I, mean, I don't think so. I stop thinking think about it. I'm going, my gosh. <laughs> look, at, look, at, look at the people I, I played and coached with, man. Yeah. I, I, I played, played and coached for three Hall of Famers. Think about that. That's, That's incredible. My, but, anyway, but anyway, answer your question. Coach Williams and Coach Huggins, they were both very tough and hard and demanding on their players. And it always amazed me, like, how both guys were so intense and were really demanding on their players. And they still had a pretty good relationship with their players. Yes. Because mm-hmm. a lot of coaches I've been around, I could see that they, that they were tough on kids and everything. And the players just sort of, sort of, I didn't say, I want to say hate, but, you know, didn't really have any respect, didn't really care that much about their coach. It's pretty crazy how it works. Yeah. Yeah, coach, I was going to say that with it, if, if there's a respect factor there, you know, you can yeah. be, you can be really, really tough on and, and demand a lot from a player, but if that player respects you, then, then you have nothing to worry about as far as the relationship is concerned. Exactly right. Hey, hey, Darren, did you play for a Hall of Famer? I played for a Hall of Famer as well. Hey, so did Juice. <laughs> so did I. We all did. I know. We think, all did. We about, all had the chance about, for it. Hey, yeah. Darren, think about that. Hey, the old man, the old man with the both titles, pretty good too, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Hey, uh, Coach, this is Ken. I wanted to ask you a question. As a as a lifelong Maryland Terrapin fan, I, I was having this conversation with Darren before we got on the phone, uh, which is yeah. about the fact that. Gary Williams' coaching staff was so competitive as a coaching staff in the ACC. And, and if you were a tried-and-true fan, you know, you followed who your assistant coaches were and what made that part of the program great. You mentioned that you've um, coached four Hall of Famers. Can you, can you just uh, tell us a little bit about your experience being able to go, what we like to say, to go stand in some families' kitchens on the recruiting path and represent those programs in those situations um, and, and maybe even talk about, you know, maybe a guy that you, you didn't think you were going to get, but you were able to sell him because, but because in fact, the programs were, um, you know, so strong uh, based on, on those men you talk about. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, in 40 years I've coached, 
as an assistant coach and I was a head coach at LaSalle University and a head coach at Ohio University in Athens, Ohio. And in my 40 years I did it, fellas, I ended up having 26, I had 26 guys that I either recruited or helped recruit, helped coach, and 26 guys that made the NBA. Wow. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Of, I've had a lot of players. But you know what? Here's what's crazy. All those 26 guys, not damn one of them sent me a penny and said thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's damn, awesome. Damn guys make all that. Damn money, damn money. Here's Coach Horn. These damn bread, bread, bread. These damn guys, 26 NBA guys, they just sent me a damn penny. <laughs> I, I, I just tease them. But anyway, I've had some great home visits and great recruiting stories. And I got to tell you something now. It's pretty amazing when I think about the like all the guys I coached and I helped recruit, and uh, they all had someone, whether it was their mom or their grandma or their aunt or somebody, they always had somebody that was the rock in the family mm. that raised that child and that person always had, besides being the rock, it seemed like that person always had the spirit and always had a special relationship with the man upstairs. Mm. It's sort of frightening how that works. Wow. It's frightening. Like I, and I ain't gonna lie to you. The reason I bring that up is <clears throat> everybody has to have now, I'm not gonna get religious on nobody because I can't. I can't even. I can't say your advice in the, uh, a verse in the, in the Bible. I'm not very good at that. But I tell you what I can do. I can tell you what I can do. I can tell you that I talk to my man every day, all my life, and I know it's for, it's for real that you're gonna have some, some kind of spirit because my wife went through ovarian cancer, and leukemia. Mm. And my wife's still living. I've been married to my lovely wife for 41 years. Mm. She got back-to-back ovarian cancer leukemia with a bone marrow transplant. And I tell you what, my man my man says, you know what? She can handle ovarian cancer leukemia. She's she been married to Billy Hoffman for 41 years. That leukemia and ovarian cancer wasn't nothing. Well, wasn't nothing for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Go ahead, go ahead, Coach. Go ahead. Well, I just want to say again that the similarities between the 26 NBA players that I helped coach recruit, mm-hmm. the similarities are scary. And not only were those guys very talented, all 26, and were special talent-wise, but they had a special gift of spirit and, and charisma and soul, whatever you want to call it. All of, all of them have that. It is amazing how how similar it all is, all is, all is. Wow. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, Coach. I mean, I've been an assistant coach. I've been a head coach. And one of the things I've always been very respectful and mindful of is how the assistant coaches are really the root of the program because 
No, you guys do the recruiting. You guys are the ones that are out on the road. You guys are the ones that, you know, are putting game plans together and all those different types of things. And the head coach gets a lot of the credit, but it's really the assistant coaches that really do the grunt and the grind work that uh, that goes into making a successful program. And I think one of the things that I'm so happy that happened is after you left in 2001, then obviously Maryland went on and won the national championship in 2002. And those were your guys, yeah. man. Those were your guys. Like, you put them in a position to win the national championship. And I don't think people understand that because I played, obviously, when you were at Maryland. And I just know and saw how deeply rooted and how much involved you were in everything that went on, you know, in the Maryland basketball program. And I know you got a ring for that, for winning the national championship. And it was rightfully deserved yeah. because that doesn't happen without Billy Hahn. That doesn't happen without the impact that you put on that program. And so I appreciate that, and I understand that. I know you do, too. You got yourself a ring, yeah. and it was well-deserved. I tell you what, you know, we we went to the Final Four in 2001, and we got beat by Duke in the semifinals. And we came up short, and I was fortunate enough that when we got – then with our run in 2001, the LaSalle University called me. Mm-hmm. And they came after me a little bit to be their head coach at LaSalle University of Philadelphia, the Big Five. So the doors that opened for me going to the national championship in 2001 opened up some doors for me to, 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 to help me continue my career. And then in 2002, when I was gone, they cut down the nets and won the whole thing. And Coach Williams and the staff, everybody was kind enough when they won it in 2002 to send me a championship ring, a national championship ring, uh, to thank me a little bit for the part I might have played in, the, in having those players that won the championship in 2002. Now, Nah, coach, don't be humble. The coach, don't be humble about well, it. Don't be no. It's not a little bit, now. man. <laughs> it's not now, a little bit. I tell you now, my lineup was Steve Blake, Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, Byron Mouton, and Chris Wilcox. Pretty damn good lineup out there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, it was, man. Oh. Yeah, it was. Oh, I tell you what now. That team was pretty damn good. Yeah, they were really good. They were really good. But your thing about it is funny now, Coach, because you don't see that anymore nowadays. I mean, you look at the way that team was built, and they have four seniors and a junior that were uh, yeah. all together, and that that that's that doesn't happen anymore. You know, now it's one and dones, yeah. and you know what I mean, and all this, that, and the other in regards to how the game has changed. But you know, that was a special team, not only because they won it, but also because the chemistry and the fact that they had so much experience playing together yeah. is the reason why they were able to be so successful and so special. That just doesn't happen nowadays. Is that am I, am I right on that? Yeah, you know what the the, the climate and the landscape of college basketball in the forty years that I coached college basketball, the game has really changed. I mean, the one and dones. Uh, I, I can I can go way back now. I go way back. See, when I started out. There, you had to, when you were recruited, 
You had you had to play freshman college basketball. You had a freshman league. Right. You, you freshman were eligible to play right away. I started. That was 1971. I had to play a freshman year at the University of Maryland, and then that rule changed. That rule changed in 1972. And 1972 was the first year the freshmen could come in and play varsity right away. Mm. 1972. So, once you know that that rule changed the year I was going to be a sophomore, and the rule changed, and some guy named John Lucas was recruited in Maryland. I think I've heard of my ass on the bench, you know. <laughs> you know <laughs> so, like, that was a big time for me. Pretty good. I mean, they, they bring in John Lucas and Mo Howard. And the next year, they bring in Brad Davis. So, mm. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think about those three guys. John Lucas, Mo Howard, and Brad Davis. Mm. You know, same, you know, in every practice I, I play that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But the landscape has really changed. The climate of college basketball has changed. You don't, you don't see teams that are senior and junior laden anymore. Like like you did on the national championship team, it's uh it's really changed. Between you guys and me, I think this is me speaking. I feel college basketball is not as good as it was back in the in the in in in, in the late nineties, two thousand, early two thousand. That's just me. I don't know how you guys feel. I agree with you. I agree with you too, Coach. We talk about it all the time. It's just not the same. There's just not – you know, I think the NBA has, has suffered because of that because I think a lot of, you know, the kids go, I don't think they're ready. Uh, I think yeah. a lot of times they're pushed because they feel like they have to go or they have the option to go instead of really kind of, you know, staying in the microwave, I guess, and kind of cooking a little bit more. Um, but they yeah. just – it just – it's it's not, it's not the same. And I think – you know, basketball as a whole has kind of suffered for that. I mean, great athletes, we see it all the time. And you had some great teams at West Virginia that had a lot of athletes and things like that. But I just don't know if the quality of basketball is better than it was back when I played and back when, you know, like you were talking about in the early 2000s. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's I, – I, I, I think – I think kids are – I don't think kids are quite as tough as they were – uh, a while back, I think they're more entitled. Oh yeah. I think they're they've been coddled. Given, yeah, and they've been given too much, too easy. They haven't really. They had to had to work for what the hell they've earned, you know. And that comes from their coaches, their coaches, their AU coaches, maybe their even their high school coaches. Are they as tough? As the high school coaches that we play for, I don't think that I don't think the high school coaches. Are, but to be honest with you, I don't think coaches can be that tough anymore, because everybody's so scared of lawsuits and parents, parents, and it's it, it's it's the whole system's gotten crazy, you know. My son doesn't get to play, so oh, here comes mom and dad whining <laughs> about little 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 Johnny not getting to play. Hey, go just go back and let you, let your kid. Earning stripes a little bit. Unbelievable. Go back there down and respect the game and respect your coaches and respect what the heck's going on. And make and your son will be a better man for it someday. That's sort of yep. gone by the wayside, I think. 
<laughs> well, unbelievable, Coach. Let it, let us get you out on a little something to get you. I mean, again, uh, you're a renowned uh, recruiting coach, assistant coach, and any assistant uh, coach in any of the sports, really, uh, it, it, especially at the college level, they remember when they got a good meal. And you talk about you had 26 NBA recruits, 26 guys who went on to bigger and better things. I bet you right. can. Re- I bet you can remember the best meal you had on one of those recruiting <laughs> visits, and I want to know who whose kitchen it was in. <laughs> well, I could tell you this: my man Juan Dixon, mm. who was not recruited hard at all from Baltimore, Maryland. His grandma made some fried chicken that was to die for. <laughs> I want to tell you something now. Mm. I'll never, I mean, I tell you what, I, I walked out of there, I said, I said, Coach Williams, I said, Gary, I don't know if we're going to get him or not, but I'll tell you this. I sure how to go back and have some more fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Hey. fried chicken was good, huh, Coach? <laughs> oh, oh, was it good? Shit. My, my, my. My mouth water is water right now. Think about it. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Hey, well, yeah. well, look, Coach, man, I, uh, I, we're going to let you go, man. I appreciate you, brother. You already know how I feel about you. And, um, you know, I know. congratulations on just an unbelievable career, man. You deserve everything you've gotten, uh, you know, your retirement and everything. And I know you're taking care of your lovely wife, and I'm glad she's doing very well. And, and uh, I'm gonna keep praying for her and keep praying for you. And Thanks. I just appreciate Thanks. you, brother. You know I love you, and uh, hey. you know keep uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. Hey, Juice, Juice, and Derek, you guys are special. Always will be special in my heart. I can't thank you guys enough for for having me on. And Juice, let me just tell you this: that little text message that we got going on with about nine or ten former players that we that you know right, we do. Right. We gotta keep that up because I tell you what. That just trips me out. That makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> Frankie, hey, Frankie, be nice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Frankie, we definitely going to tell him about this one. <laughs> hey, Frankie, hey. <laughs> that's from Dead Ball Set. Free version six times. Hit the roll back. <laughs> I love you guys. Good night, man. See you later. All right, All right coach, coach, man. Good night, brother. Bye-bye, man. Talk to you later. All Bye. right. Oh, that was oh my God! Yeah, man. Emotional. I'm gonna yeah. tell you, man. That's yeah. my man. That's my man. He, uh, you know, I could speak about that dude for I don't know how, you know, for forever. But you know, just in regards to, you know, when we got to Maryland, it was it was rough, man. It was really really rough as far as the sanctions and everything that we had to go through. And you know, Gary Williams was the face of the program, but it was guys like you know Billy Hahn and Art Perry and. Jimmy Patsos and guys like that that really helped us to become a team. You know what I mean? And all the things that we had to deal with, those were the guys that were behind the scenes that nobody really knew about the impact that they had on the program. And uh, that dude's special, man. I mean, he always got us ready to play, always motivated the scout team, and even got me mad a couple of times because he'd motivate the scout team and piss me off, you know, as the starting point guard. And he'd get guys ready to play and all up on me and everything. It made me a better player. So, you know, just being able to talk to him and, and, and kind of relive some of the things that we went through at Maryland, but then also the things, his coaching philosophy. And we've talked about it, just how AAU is and everything. 
that's coming right from somebody who just finished coaching. So it's not just me and Darren or anybody else talking. It's a guy that's actually been into the fire that says some of the same things that we talk about. Kev, to piggyback on what you're saying, man, I I remember being in high school and, you know, just being around your team. Right. Coming up there, visiting you and and getting to know your teammates, man. And and it was. It was like a family feeling, you know what I mean, Uh, 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 with that team. It was such a cohesive unit between the the players and the coaches. You know, they brought me in like, you know, I was – I was a little brother to the to the program right. to the team, and and uh, you know as I went on to get recruited, I didn't I didn't see staffs like that. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't I didn't come across um, uh, programs that had that type of feeling. Right. You know what I mean? Even all the way down to the to the uh, what was the lady's name? Miss Cleo. Cleo. Yeah. Yes. Just you know, the, working in administration and just the whole. Uh, the atmosphere, the environment. You, you could yeah. not tell that it was a, it was a, a you know, a, a sanction laden program. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I totally agree that that you know the assistant coaches and and I loved I loved Coach Hunt as soon as I met him. You know yeah. what I mean? And you know he was a great guy. Had brought great energy. So he was he was the perfect guy to to sell Gary Williams's uh, program and yes. atmosphere and what he what he wanted to uh, wanted his players to. To, you know, exemplify. Yeah, he he was uh, he was special, man. And he, you know, I'm glad he's had an opportunity to go into retirement because he deserves it. And uh, you know, you know, it's, he talked briefly about his wife, and he was telling me, you know, yes. before we got on about his wife and just all the things that she had to go through in order to beat what she's going through, or at least she's fighting. She's fighting, and you know, it's just indicative of his family yeah. because that's the kind of player he's he a was. Fighter. He's a fighter, you know, the way he coaches, you know, all the way down to, um, you know, his you know his kids, you know, and uh, that's just kind of what Coach Han is is about and his family. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for his wife, Kathy, and hopefully she continues her fight and she's doing really well. But, you know, that's, uh, that, that's a special dude right there. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Hey, Kim. Let me well, – let, let, you know what? Before we get to give me your five, mm-hmm. real fast – I got some stuff to get off my chest now. What are the ways you already get it off your chest? No, listen, I got I got some of my chest tonight. Yes, heavier than mine. I got congestion. Hey, look, man, are these are we are we tanking? What are we doing, man? What are we doing? We want Toronto. We just okay. We want Toronto, but we don't want Boston. We don't want Cleveland, right? Mm. I'll take Boston or Toronto. What's going on? Are we are we trying to? Pick and choose who we play. I mean, we want Boston. We want Boston, but I don't know if that's the way it's going to work out. I think it's do the work players out. want Boston? Do the fans want right, Boston? Hold on, Ty, hold on. You listen, listen, Boston listen, without listen, Kyrie. listen. I'm going to tell you this, man. I'm going to tell you this. I've been listening to this for the last week. All right. Okay? We just beat Boston, okay, by the way, tonight. All right. Yes, we did. My thing Spools is this. Gold. My thing is this. When you start trying to pick and choose who I you sure play, hope that's not what they're doing. When you try to pick and choose, then you have no aspirations to win the championship. You can't win the championship. Because that's the attitude of a losing team. I don't disagree. When you sit up there like, oh, well, you know, let's, let's see if we can avoid uh, LeBron. Let's see if we can avoid Toronto and see if we can get into the seventh spot to play Boston. At the end of the day, you're going to play somebody anyway. And you better be doing yeah, you. you better be you doing right. So what do you, how are we going to just try to fall into a soft spot? Into Wait, do you think that's the what they're doing? I don't know what they're doing, but I'm saying it doesn't matter where you fall. You got to play. Correct. You know but what I mean? Could, but we could say like I heard it today on, on Cooley and Kevin. They were talking about, "Well, I want to see them in the." Se-. If you have that kind of attitude, you are not a competitor. 
That's how I feel about it because hey, Kevin, whoever was, you play, you play. Who was that? If you have to play LeBron they James, were, they were repping out on the bench and they were just calling out matchups, and then they they got to about twenty reps. And they said, whoever, whoever, who who was that? that I was, don't know. I feel, that was, I don't you know. know what I'm talking about? I know right? exactly what you're talking so, about. I, know, so I can't. I can't think you, of who that. You got to have that mentality. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's, who I'll play whoever. You play whoever. It's, Whoever's in front of you. If you get King James in the first round, then you beat him. You know what I mean? If you're trying to win the championship, then you beat him. If you play Toronto, you beat him. You beat them. You don't sit up there, all right, well, Kyrie is out, so let's go ahead and play Boston. <laughs> we just beat him tonight, so we have a better chance. That's a losing mentality. You, you notice how the conversation has changed? Remember before it was the 4-5 or five game, and you don't know, want to know if you're going to play Indiana or not? And now you're at the bottom. You've already clinched, but you're at 8. Right, you're at the bottom anyway. You're I at the bottom anyway. You know, Listen, you don't do that. All right, well, we're going to see if we can get to the seventh spot. They better not be doing it on purpose. But all, all I'm saying is I agree with Kevin Ricca, who said it best, to say the only team you want to play in the first round in the Eastern Conference is the Cleveland Cavaliers. I believe that that's to be true. Why is that? Because, because of LeBron uh, Again, James. because of what Kevin said, because of LeBron James. Because, because of LeBron James. He only goes to NBA Finals. I totally agree with that. I, I understand right, that. So now that Kyrie is out, you want to get the seventh seed and play Boston? Is I don't, that, is I'm that true? I, so I agree with juice in the regard that I'm not trying to say who I want, but I'm not afraid of Boston right now. I don't think anyone should be afraid of Boston right now. I'd be more afraid of Philly than Boston. Who's afraid of the big bad wolf in Philly, though? How about that? So I don't think... I, 15 in a row. They're the Houston of the East, in my opinion. A, a good team that's not going to win in the playoffs. 15 in a row. Yo, they're what doing about this, nine of them with no Embiid? without Embiid. Playoffs are different in the NBA. Just like the fourth quarter is different than the first three quarters in the NBA regular season, the postseason is just different in the NBA. Wow. <laughs> it, they, certain parts of the NBA matter, and certain parts don't. And, and you guys know this better than I'm not telling you nothing you don't know. In the in, in the NBA, can they come out of the East? The Philly, the yes. Sixers, no chance, zero percent chance. If you want to make that bet, I'll make that bet they all Rick, day. Man. You're saying a zero percent chance. Rocky Balboa statue, man. There's no chance that. So who's coming out to eat? Carson Wentz on it. I'll take the field over the Sixers for starters, but I, if I had to. No, I mean, who do you think is coming out to eat? Well, I think the the, the smart money NBA with the if mask. You're, if you're a betting man, you should bet on Cleveland. You should because that's what happens no, every year. Who does Ken Marangolo think is coming out to eat? And Campioni, uh, Di Vincenzo. So, can I say? I'll say Wizards. <laughs> so, so, take the Wizards out of the equation just for the second, okay? But this is well, a hard question for you to answer, isn't it? It is, because I hate betting. Let I hate the Cleveland the Cavaliers. Club. But if, if I'm, I'm going to put some money down, I'm going to put it on the guy so who only goes to the NBA Finals. So you say LeBron James. Yeah. You're saying Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I don't there think he is. has the best team in the playoffs, in the Eastern Conference. I do not. But think you think he, his greatness is going to get them to the finals? If I had to bet on someone besides the Wizards, I would absolutely put my money on LeBron James in the NBA playoffs. Because, again, it is a different animal. Um, there's a way to do it. There's a way not to do it. He knows that way. And 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 if the Philadelphia 76ers are turning into the class of the East, that just makes things easier. For well, let me, explain, let me explain something to you real quick okay. before we – here's why I don't think Cleveland's going. Cleveland has always – LeBron has always had somebody that he can rely on, that he's run – that his running mate or whoever, that has had experience playing in finals – Semifinals or whatever. The only person he has right now is Kevin Love. I, I, I know. It's ridiculous. That's it. He's talking about, you're talking about Rodney Hood? Nance. 
Jordan Clarkson. Jordan. You've got uh, little little Larry Nance. You got him. Who else you got? Jr. No, no, not, not Jr. Sorry, not Jr. Who else you got? Um, you got uh, you got. You Ty- got who's Tyron the who's, the, who's the guard? Is doing who's the point guard? Who's the point guard? George Hill, just, uh, who I by the way who I like. He, he's a he's he's got length that you can't um, even none imagine. None of these guys have possible. had any experience. Uh, in regardless, the guys, regardless. No, there is no regardless with that. He is forty four eleven and eleven. Okay, year fifteen at the end of year. Okay, 15. I understand that. You, you, but listen. he can't win it by himself. He has no running mate. Who's his running mate? Don't doubt him. Kevin Love? Don't doubt him. If it is, he'd be doing a lot worse. But the the, the guy, and I, and I, you guys, I know you guys hate this, but um, if there's one player who's going into the playoffs in the East who hasn't put it together yet in the postseason, if he's capable of taking over a game, if he figures out how to do it, I mean, the Greek freak is a guy who could get hot oh, in a seven-game series. Mercy. See what I'm saying? We're talking about a seven-game series. Oh, seven-game series. Oh, if he's the best player on the floor, it matters. Knock it off. Hit, hit my sound bite, man. I, I, Knock it I, off again. I'm just saying. Can, look, can we go over here right. to this West, hey, though, does, real does, quick? Does, we... does the Greek freak have some pictures on you, man? Does, have you, does he have some pictures? <laughs> the number? The does number? he have some pictures? Greek freak got some pictures on you. So number one on. all-star vocator amongst NBA players. Just, just No, um, he's a beast, but knock saying. it off, though. He's a beast, but knock <laughs> it off. He won't get the MVP. Again, he's tw- is he 23. He has to be the. He has to turn into a playoff player. He's not a playoff player right now. But he's a great player, and he, but, but you're not considered an all-time great until you do well in the playoffs. Is he the best young player in the I league? I think he's the best young player in the league, he's Better yes. than Anthony Davis? The brow? I would take him over Anthony Davis. Ooh. Wow. I would. Hey, hey, is, hey oh Ken, I, I, can we cut his mic? Can we cut his mic for a second? I told you. I mean, we can't really because this is his, uh, this yeah, is his this equipment. Is, yes. Sorry. This so, is his equipment, so we can't cut it, man. But. So there's one, there's one game that separates like four through eight over there in the West. After after Houston, Golden State, and Portland, because Portland is, is just murdering people right now. Um, Utah is hot, but they're only one game ahead of the eighth. Now, this playoff starts Saturday. On that West side, every matchup is must well, Oklahoma TV. City plays Memphis, their last game, and New Orleans plays San Antonio. So Oklahoma City is going to win that game. So they're going to finish ahead of either San Antonio or Memphis. So that means one of those teams is going to get the seventh spot. I mean, San Antonio, San Antonio or, New or New Orleans. So one of those teams is going to get the seventh spot. Right. It's going to play Golden State. Right, which does not have Curry. Steph. Right. And, I'm, and, 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 and listen, But man, with Quinn Cook. I'm telling you this right now. Shot and I and I hate right saying this because I'm I'm agreeing with my younger brother, man. But see, thank you. If, no, 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 no. Hey, turn, turn his mic up. Turn his mic up, Ken. Turn his mic up. I, I, it's already at the top. If Golden State plays Oklahoma City in the first round without Steph, that is a problem. Agreed. That's a problem. Thank you. That's a problem. Thank you. That's a problem. But see, I but, I, I have them beating San Antonio, and I have them beating New Orleans without Steph. I do not know if they can beat Oklahoma City without Steph Curry. I just don't. Thank you. I'm just, I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that because OKC is a problem for anybody. It's come a long way since the beginning of the it's season. Come, I, but listen, man. Now the only reason why I'm saying this is because Steph is not playing. Understood. Understood. Steph is not playing. They need Steph to beat Oklahoma City. 
That's all I'm saying, man. I just I do not like that matchup for Golden State if Steph's not. It'll playing. make it fun. Utah, real is, fun. Shout out Too to fun. Utah, man. They are playing incredible right now. They lost Gordon Haywood. No one they wants to see lost, Utah win. Uh, who who else did they lose? Um, um, who did off the Utah? Lose? But they got guys like Joe. Uh, Drake Ingles. Who is it? Joe Ingles. Who is Joe? They, their big guy was gone for half Byron, the season. Hey, did they lose Byron Russell? I think they lost him eventually. Osher tag. <laughs> Yeah, hey, man. They lost Ostertag. Big country. It was big country out there. Oh no, man. They lost. Who else they lose, man? He may be coach of the year, man. Antoine Carr. He may be coach of the year. Who? The, and Donovan Mitchell is. That can't be true. Lights out. He won't win rookie of the year because of Ben Simmons. The incredible nah, year. The coach been. of the year is going to be what's call from Toronto, Casey. This is the least inspiring NBA franchise. Uh, the, uh, who had who has great players? I, I love Stockton and Malone, but who ever rooted for Utah? Ever? Did you know anyone that rooted for Utah? I didn't. I know about you. <laughs> Give me your five, Darren. What we got? Give me your five. Straight from high school to the pro. All right. All time. I mean KG. Are we, are we throwing the, the, the obvious ones? You got to just throw KG throw, throw out. Well, since we had Coach Hahn on the, on the phone and we were talking about the left-hander, I'm going to have to go with 444 Moses out of Petersburg High School. Incredible. So he's your, power, he's your, he's your center. Who's no your power Kwame. forward? You don't even go Kwame. Who's brother? your power forward? Power forward is Kevin Garnett. Who's your three? My three. Three is going to be There's a couple. LeBron James. I mean, you got. I, I don't know where else you're gonna put no, him. No, I'm. I'm. I, I wanted to put, put him at the one. I wanted to put him at the one. At the one. Yes. Interesting. Um, I, I was gonna put Kobe at one, but whatever. Kobe's my two. Kobe at the two. LeBron at my one. How are you gonna change the man's position, man? He no, LeBron. LeBron guard. plays one through the five. You, you already know that. So who's your three? That's a tough one. It is. Who are we missing? There's got to be a great player that came out that we are missing that went straight to. Oh, uh, McGrady. Tracy T-Mac. McGrady's there. At my you go. Three. That's a great three. There you go, That's right there. That's an incredible five. That all about the five. same height, except brother, for Kobe. Right that is a great five. So LeBron at my one, Kobe at my two, McGrady at my three, Garnett at my four, and Moses Malone wow. anchor in the middle. Snubbed. The all snub. Now, you can't... You can't it's Call gonna be hard team. for you to first find. one come off. Daryl Dawkins is coming off coming off the bench. Oh, chocolate thunder, chocolate is thunder off coming the off the bench. You know what I mean? He's coming off the bench. You can't find a col- a, a, a five that went to college. Kwame that- Brown doesn't get in the arena. No, no, no I, I he no, doesn't come anywhere in the arena at all. I can't believe you brought him up. <laughs> I can't believe Mike picked him. No, that is a that's that's a the tough worst one. Man. Five, no college five. That's a tough five. And where did Will play again in college? Who? Where did Will play again in college? San Francisco. No, Kansas. 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 I always forget that. Um, 
I don't know. I, 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 I'll, T Mac was the hardest one for me to get, but I mean, that's a, that's a short five. So, uh, since we Uh, went through that real quick, you have to give them a team to play against. Give me your top five all one and dones. Jesus. KD. Kevin Durant. Yeah. He, he, for me, I mean, I, I mean, Carmelo. Mello. Stevie. Did Stevie play two, Stevie one or two? Franchise? Did he play one or two? He played one. He played one. He's on my team. I got him. But he went to Ju- he went Juco. Yeah, yeah. He went Juco. Does that count? Yes. Yes, he was a junior. He was a junior. He, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't count it. That's all right. We'll, we'll count it. Um, Carmelo. How many years did J.K. play at Cal? Two? Two. How many did Iverson play? Bozeman? McNamara? Who Iverson was played two. Iverson played two. Yeah. So we got, okay, let's go with KD. Carmelo. You know you want to put Boogie on there. I know you do, so just do it. Jeez, I don't Anthony know. Anthony Davis. Anthony I'll, Davis. Yeah, the brow. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so AD at the five. Right, at this point, let's just put five out there. It don't even matter what Carmelo, KD. With John Wall. You can put him at the one. Trey Young. Oh, at come on, man. He's coming out. Fine. DiVincenzo at the two for me. 6'5", <laughs> oh shooting God. guard. <laughs> John, John Stewart. There we go. <laughs> nice. That's the best pick of the night. Hey, fellas, it. this was a great one, man. This was a great one. It was. Yeah, it was this, was, this was a lot of fun, man. This was, It was good, see, you know, talking to Coach Han and being able to reminisce and go over, you know, just kind of. Get his feedback and some thoughts about uh, you know where basketball is now and and uh, you know and 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 how he feels about it. But that was that was good uh, good good talking to him. So it was a good show. On behalf of First Amendment Sports and Basement Podcast Studios all around this land, especially in downtown Kensington, Maryland, I want to say thank you to Darren McClinton for bringing the towel and getting yeah, some things off his chest. And Mike Beasley, one and done. You know I, I forgot about Beasley. Be easy. He stayed in the league. And that's yeah. something I didn't know I would say five years ago. Oh, he just had 22 the other He night. gets yes. a bucket. He gets yes. a bucket. He, oh, he, my goodness. He, he gets a bucket. He belongs. Yeah. But, it, but he, I mean, he kicked himself out like twice already. He finds a way to get back in. Good for him. Yeah. It's great for him, great for us, great for D.C. area. Absolutely. Great for us to have big brother, I Kevin McClinton, you, and man. that. Hey, man, look, tonight? man, next time, man, you need some halls or something, man. Get a throat lozenge or something, man. I'm working you, on it. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, because you, <laughs> you hacking all over the place. You don't like look the You don't like the sultriness <laughs> in this Tuesday night? Did you have a men's league game, man, and, and you, you were a little softball? Maybe you was hitting dusty? some backhands or something? You was, hitting, you was playing tennis or something? Uh, <laughs> and, and, and if you were here tonight for um, the show Love Means Nothing, Okay. Which is the McNamara Tennis Podcast. Oh, there you uh, go. We moved it to tomorrow. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. My yeah, bad. My bad. Hitting some my golf man. balls, man. You was in your master's Good. mode. Yeah, we were. Four. We were. <laughs> <laughs> I am Ken Marangolo, and this was... The Hot Box. Appreciate you. Good night. <laughs>